podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We had to find a different way to put our passion to work. If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world-changing. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org. Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers Transfer Agenda Show. I'm your host Keith and I'm joined tonight by Gav and Grizz. How are you, lads? Gav, while you're having your swig there, I'll interrupt you. How are you? Uh, um, I'm great. I'm in a uh, great form. Um, I just realised the season's only about fucking three weeks away, which is deadly. And uh, yeah, there's loads of news tonight. Absolutely loads of it. And then we have giveaways and we have all sorts of stuff oh. going on. So it's um, it's a good one tonight, I have to say. No, I can sense it. I can feel it in my yeah. bones. So can I. So can I. Grizz, what about you? How are you feeling? Absolutely fantastic. It's much cooler today. I can report um, the humidity is down. It's absolutely pissing it down outside. <laughs> it's a proper monsoon, but it's uh, it means that I don't need a bandana. I'm, oh, good. I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm a cool as a cucumber I'm, today. No, no, no need for a bandana today. Aaron asks. Aaron asks straight off the bat, where's the bandana as well? Yeah, yeah. no, it's lovely too. You won't see us. You won't see any sweat dripping off my bald head today. But that's a shame. I think we all enjoy yeah, it. I think. Yeah, no, I think there was a few. Um, freaks out there that actually got a kick out of that yesterday well we've 190-odd people watching and I think the majority of them are to see you in a bandana so I'm, mm. I'm worried that we might see a drop off but hopefully not because as Gav touched on I think we could have um, a, an, an action-packed show tonight um, this transfer agenda show what we do for anyone that's only tuning in we tend to talk about Liverpool transfers Premier League and European but we we actually do have a, an awful lot of stuff that we can get through tonight that I think may just be Liverpool related. So it could be a, a nice show. So we're going to be talking about some outgoings, uh, how we see them going. We're going to be talk. We're going to be joined by a Watford fan as well later on to talk Ishmael Sar. And we might have a little bit of news on on another income and possibly, um, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, I want to start off with something. Uh, Gav, I'm going to come to you. Something that sort of irked me a little bit was, um, did you see the nonsense that Norwich were coming out with when, you know, Liverpool getting called bad, you know, bad businessmen because we, we didn't inform them that we wouldn't be bidding anymore for Jamal Lewis. Have you read any of that crap that came out? Um, I looked it up a little bit and I, listen, Norwich aren't upset with Liverpool. Norwich are upset with Norwich. And um, mm. I think I think that's fairly... I think that's fairly easy to spot, Keith. Like Liverpool don't have to tell Norwich that they're coming back with another bid or not. They no. don't have to. Liverpool went in and gave a bid of was it ten million pounds? Ten million, that. yeah. And Norwich went, no, no, no. We want fifteen, and we, we it'll be palatable. And Liverpool went, okay, and that's it. You know, yeah. it'd be like me going into a shop and saying, 
can have you got a certain fucking brand or something and they go no we don't and then you go all right i'm walking out but i'll let I'll, I'll definitely let you know when i'm coming back of course you're not and yeah the, the biggest problem norwich have here is is that if they sell jamal lewis for anything less than 15 million pounds right he is going to go fucking ape shit right yeah he's going to turn around and go hold on why didn't you let me go to liverpool for that you know, so they've they've made it an arse of this, and I've I've seen people saying that their um their executive is 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 revered as uh, as much as Michael Edwards is. Well, yeah, he's made an absolute tit of this. You know, he, if if you'd have taken ten million, couple of million add-ons, and and possibly a sell-on clause or some sort of clause yeah. with regards to appearances <clears throat> or you know winning leagues or winning European cups or winning trophies, he would have easily made his fifteen million quid. But now he's sitting there with a player that has to be unhappy, um. And it's not going to get a move now to a club that's anywhere near our level, I don't think. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And Grizz, as Gav touched on there about the chief exec, I think his name is Stuart Webber. He was part of our team when Camoli was there. And there was a lot of reports saying, you know, Michael Edwards has met his match. Ha ha, Liverpool can't go in and bully. And it's just backfired. Mm. Something terrible on them, hasn't it? And it's, you know, it's you we, feel for we, the lad. but Yeah, no, 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 no. Definitely feelings, uh, feelings for the kid because... His heart was set. His he he was adamant that he was coming to Liverpool. He even begged, sort of made a last minute plea, sort of to take less wages. You know, we had a deal agreed with him for peanuts, man, in this day and age. Mm. Um, and they tried to be clever. I mean, it's it's actually it's actually what people sometimes accuse us of being sort of clever. And you know, when it backfires on us, and then our fans go mad, like, why don't we? Well, you know, Norwich tried to be clever, but he messed with the wrong man in Edwards. I mean, Edwards, you know, has always got tricks up his sleeve and he's proven so many times to have, you know, equal, equally talented or even possibly better alternatives lined up. So, look, yeah. if you don't want to deal with us, uh, no problem, fair play. We'll go elsewhere. We'll take our business elsewhere. But then don't cry about it. It's your fault. We gave you first option. I don't care what anyone says. Jamal Lewis was the first option, you know, the first bid in for Jamal. And yes, we did try to take advantage of the relegation factor, etc. We thought they might need some money. They'd be happy. The player only wants us, demands that he wants us. We usually tend to play on players' emotions as well in terms of players' emotions towards the current clubs. All big clubs do. Mm. We're not the only ones to do that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it didn't work. And we thought, okay, well, we've got someone who's equally or possibly better than you. We can get him for under 12 million. Let's go. And, you know, it's a bit strange. It's a bit weird. They're crying, but it's, it's whatever. You know, yeah. don't, we, we, we won't even get a response. They won't get a response from us or anything. We'll win. Who are they talking to? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But and I think that's one of the... to themselves. Yeah. They're talking to themselves. They are talking to themselves because... <laughs> so So... Let's just get this straight before we move on. Norwich reject the bid for Jamal Lewis from Liverpool, okay? Mm. And Liverpool don't say anything else after that and they go and sign somebody else. And Norwich are upset because Liverpool didn't tell them if they were going to make another bid or not. Yeah, so that's, basically, that's the gist of it. So, so, to, so to translate it, Norwich <laughs> pl- rolled the dice on an extra possibly three million quid when you work out add-ons and stuff like that. And it didn't work. That's yeah. it, isn't it? That's it. Simple, exactly. Really. Yeah, okay. It's it's backfired on them. Um 
I I don't like to see small clubs, and it's not a dig at Norwich, a small club. You know, traditionally they're not they're not a big club. I hate seeing them getting screwed over, but I think there was a bit of um, I think there was a bit of naivety and a bit of arrogance maybe about them. You know, like thinking that Liverpool would be held over a bar- over a barrel. You know, if that and it sort of wakens everybody up a bit that Liverpool aren't going to be messed about with. Do you know what I mean? Like, so crazy if it comes to further negotiations, you know, teams probably won't take the piss as much, whether they're buying or selling. Like, Liverpool have acted fast and decisively. Oh, yeah. So it can only be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's part of the strategy. We're geniuses, man. Our guys in charge of us, especially Edwards and Cole, they are geniuses. They have reached, they have enabled us to reach where we are because of their you know, the cleverness and sharpness. And, 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 and Norwich have messed themselves up because, as Gav says, they need to sell for 15 million plus now yeah. for it to make any sense to the lad or to their fans or anything, you know. And, and, and clubs will know that. Clubs yeah. will absolutely know that. Clubs will know to sort of give them, um, you know, mediocre offers as well and see how they go. Because, as I said, when we were... When we had agreed terms with Jamal Lewis, we um, they're not going to keep three left backs. How the yeah. hell are they going to left leave to have three left back, left backs in the championship? So yeah, they're stuck, and that's why they're crying. But we move on, and I think you're right. I, I agree again. I agree with you. We've made a we've we've set a marker in the in the window in in the market. Like listen, clubs like Man United, clubs like Man City, clubs like Arsenal may be desperate. Chelsea. Desperate, but we're not desperate. We it, will work within our structure, our pace, and our speed. Yeah, I th- it's I think, true. Yeah. Sorry, Keith. I think um, the the thing, like Chris mentioned something there that Jamal Lewis was definitely first choice, and we've seen people saying, I've seen people anyway saying, you know, stuff like, "Oh, Liverpool went and and duped Norwich, and at the same time they were actually looking at Simakas as, as first choice to use Norwich as a smoke screen." You don't use anyone as a smoke screen in a in a 12 million pound deal you know what I mean this isn't this isn't 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 yeah. million it's a 12 million pound deal but it was it, to me I don't know if Grizz agrees or you agree Keith to me I'd say they were both very highly rated by Liverpool heavily scouted watched yeah. and there was probably pros and cons for both as there would be and they probably looked at Jamal Lewis and went Premier League experience we'll edge towards that you know, and that probably just tipped him ahead of Simicast. Because from what I've seen of Simicast, he reminds me a little bit of Robertson, being honest, the style yeah. of play, the way he, he, he jump into a tackle. He, he's not afraid to get forward. He, he, he roams forward. He, he rampages forward. So maybe maybe it was just a case of we're making this bid and if we have to go an extra two million on the other fella, we will. You know what I mean? I don't know if Grizz or you agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, listen, what, one thing people kind of fail to understand is we're, we're such a powerful attraction now, right? That we always tend to agree deals, not deals, but sort of we always get an idea from the player first, what's the situation? And we kind of get in their heads and make sure we are their first choice. So situations like this, we can react quickly and sharply. And we've done it before. We know we've done it before. And we've done it with, you know, so many players and, you know, we're doing it again. Um, um, you know, we literally are playing with clubs' minds um, from a from a, from a non-eventful, quiet window. This is going to be, in my opinion, a very exciting and very 
very exciting. Something to look forward. There's actually going to be a transfer window of note this one in terms of excitement. And because, you know, I mean, we talk about sort of, you know, being dominating and all powerful in terms of negotiations, situations. We are. We are the top dogs. People want to come to us. Agents are throwing players at us left, right, and south. And we're saying, you know, well, you know, no problem. We'll consider your player, but hey, you've got to tell your club and your that you know we're only willing to pay this much. And if so, then we talk. Otherwise, don't waste our time. Mm. I mean, it might come across arrogant, but hey, this is a hard line business, cutthroat business, and we're we're at the top to stay. And this is the kind of stuff we're going to do now. Even more so with the COVID <coughs> stuff going on, you know, a loss in revenue, regardless of what it is. Uh, what was very hard line has just doubled down now. I think. You know, when it yeah. comes to this window, I think there will be people sold, bought and sold, but I think people will, the margin of error and the, the leverage you're going to get over people, I think is vastly reduced because of the circumstance we're in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the market will be funny this time because we spoke about it the other night. So many teams are going to be just having fire sales, looking to get rid of players and it, it will change how teams are going to act in it. I think, um, Jamie has a point there on the screen, Jamie Home. Um, with the news of Thiago tonight, he thinks it might mean not buying an attacking forward. With no AFCON, we might not prioritize it. What do you think of that? Now, I know we're going to discuss um, Sar later on. Mm. Do you, can you see that being something? Do you think that the news that's broken could alter how Liverpool are thinking, or is this more of a more of a a chance that's after coming along and Liverpool will still look to do business in other areas as well. well I think I think Riz has told me um, that under no circumstances is he talking about Thiago until we get 300 likes on this show. So um, Excellent stuff. We're on 129 at the moment. Now we did let we did let Riz unblock Seb the other night on 225. <laughs> what are we on at the moment? Yeah, 129. Right, well let's get to 300 and we go Thiago mental. How does that sound? Yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah, I'm happy with that. But on Jamie's point, um, I've been of the opinion that it's a it's a left back, a centre back, an attacking forward, um, yeah. in that order, um, an attacking forward. They're all bleeding attacking the forwards, um, but uh, you know, an attacking option in that order this summer, and the midfielder will be a bonus. And I called it me being greedy, so yeah. I think um, I still think it'll be alright. Yeah. Still think we, I, I am of the same opinion. I think we're going to get far through the door. So, fingers crossed. Now we might see some action. Um, I'd say, yeah, I, I think, I think, um, without touching Tiago because we want those three hundred likes first. But without, um, but, but in regards to Jay, uh, respond to Jamie's point. I, I really think the wide forward or attacker really depends on the kind of bids we get for Divokarigi. Yeah. I really do. I, I literally think it's going to be one in, one out, one out in that situation just for that particular sort of spot. That's just my that opinion at the moment. That's just my opinion at the moment, yeah. Do you do you think if Origi stays, what the, you're looking at, you're looking at, um, you're looking at another forward regardless of, of, you know, if Origi stays, you're looking at another forward regardless, yeah, correct? I don't think so. Do you know? So you, you think no. it's actually one out, one in? Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 I think don't. I think at this stage I think at this stage where if Origi we don't get you know as I said we did get seventeen million bid from Villa Villa yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've lower in as well 
Uh, yeah, Lazio's the room. I haven't, that's not any information from my part. I want to make that killer, but I've read Lazio are interested in Rizzo, which be, which would be gr- brilliant. You know, the more interest, the more we can sort of expect a higher fee. But my personal opinion, this is nothing, no info or nothing. This is personal opinion. I think it's, I think the wide attacker, stroke forward or whatever you want to call him, mm. I think it depends on the sale of uh, Divock Origi solely. I think Ooh, the sale of... Mm. I mean, I mean, but this is it. This is the beauty of it, Gav. This is the beauty of it, Gav. We have got things to work with. We have got yeah. players for sale to work with. We've got we've got assets <laughs> or deadwood, as like we'd like to call them. Right? <laughs> we might, we might, we've got deadwood to play with. And I think the other positions, like for example, the centre back. So let's just say Lovren has been Lovren money has been spent on the left back, right? Yeah. Do you both agree? Yeah, well, we both we all agree, right? Well, it's, so, it's in a simplistic term, yeah. In yeah. a simplistic way, you know what I mean. So, and we all agree, centre back is priority next. Yeah. So you're going to remember we have incoming sales of um, Grich, Wilson, and Shakiri. Now, I think three of those sales, and I'm not even counting carriers. And you mentioned well, a few I was going to say day. that, yeah, I was going to say, like, we, we can move on and look at the sort of outgoings, because yeah. I know what you're saying, Grizz, you're looking at Wilson, you're looking at Gruyich, and you're looking at Shakiri. and if Origi was to be thrown into that, you'll get big bucks from that. But you might get enough money from down the back of the sofa as well, from the likes of Carius and LaRouche and all these other guys in the squad, Ojo, um, Ajardia, you know, all these lads that, yep. you know, three million here, three million there, four million, six million. That pays for a, that pays for a, let's say, I won't million. mention he who should not be mentioned for another 89 likes, but, because <laughs> uh, we're on 211 at if the we, moment. If we get, <clears> if we get to 300, right, and someone comes on and says, uh, Grizz, please unblock me because I'm sorry. And um, Grizz, Grizz agrees to it. What, what's the target? Is it 600? Oh, I'll be heavy tack, yeah, I think, at yeah. that stage. I think your man got off lightly the other night on 225. He's he done well, but he set a precedent, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a pre- oh, yeah, precedent exactly. Listen, set. he was brave. He, he done it. You know, yeah. fortune favours the brave. Yeah, he was like the fella going for the, the, the high offer on the chase, wasn't he? He just, yeah. fuck her, I go for it. You know what I mean? That's it. So. That's it. But, I get, no, but, but you make a good point there, Keith. I mean, see, everyone automatically talks about Shakiri, Wilson, Origi. Who else is the guys? Grouch. Everyone talks about these are the guys that go in. Possibly even Brewster. We can maybe touch on that. Mm. Possibly, yeah. I wouldn't rule out a sale. We don't want to loan out players this this window. We, we I think very, I think he's an exception. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. We can discuss that. I, I'm open to discuss that. But okay, I mean, well, but let's, just, let's, quickly, what, just quickly finish this point about yeah. what he said about the, the back end players, sort of the, the sort of the ones we've forgotten about, the yeah. likes of Ojo Ajaria, Carius, Nat um, Phillips, Nat Phillips. Yeah, you know, I can't see him sticking around. Herbie Kane, Herbie Kane. Right, you're we not going to get much dough for them, but 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 get, uh, uh, Keith, if we get let's say 15 million, 20 million max, we get for those combined four or five players that we've said, right? That's your centre back. Yeah, exactly. a decent, a very decent centre back. You could and get. that that sort of where I was going to on that, yeah. you know, without even touching on the one in one out sort of element of it. If you got rid of those players, but the problem we have in this market is nobody's rushing to buy these players. No, and that's you know, and where I wanted to go as well is do you think 
and again, without being too simplistic, the fact that Liverpool are being paid out on the whole of their Premier League money, does that alter their transfer plans? Do you think Gav will come to you? Does that change how Liverpool look at the transfer market? Or was that would it be taken into account in any way? Or is it a boost? Um, I think... I think it's a boost to what the outlook looked like in yeah. April and May. I think it's definitely a boost because yeah. let's be honest about it. April, it was just like football and never come back. It's finished, you know, Um nobody's going to pay money to watch it. Nobody's, you know, there's no point in paying because yeah. you won't be watching anything. It's not coming back. Um But like, listen, it's great news that we're getting fully paid out on, 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 what rightfully should be paid for. You know, Liverpool have provided one of the best Premier League seasons you've ever seen and should yeah. be paid handsomely for it. But, 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 but people think like, oh, we have the 175, you know, let's go out and fucking go mad, you know. Let's start meeting loads of players in Blackpool and, and doing all sorts of deals. But it's not how it works because yeah. you have a squad of, you, you've probably 30, 40 professional footballers at that club at the moment and they all have to be paid. Doesn't matter whether you're playing football or whether there's no one in the ground or, you know, sponsors don't want to pay and TV want their money back. They all have to be paid and they've all mm. been paid. So within that 175, I don't know, 130 of it could be committed to players' wages, you know, um, the general running of the club, bonuses that we've spoken about on numerous occasions. So I think instead of Liverpool getting hammered, this summer because of what's happened with a pandemic and money being rebated, the hammer isn't so bad. I, yeah. I put it, I go that far to look at it and think we've got one seven five for winning the league or whatever, finishing the season in whatever positions we finished and, and what rounds we've got to in cups or whatever else. I think it's a little bit naive to think that, ah, oh, listen, everything's fucking sound now. You know what I mean? Because it's not what we're, we, we've, like we spoke about the other day, we're pay, we've paid out, we are paying out and we'll pay out huge bonuses. We're losing money every single time we play a football game, you yeah. know, where, um, from all different areas, not just people going through the gate, but people spending money when they go through the gate and before they go through the gate. Yeah. So just looking at it, I think it puts Liverpool in a much healthier position with regards to COVID. But having said that, it's still for me a bit of a treacherous market. And, you know, it's the uncertainty, Keith. You know, like, <clears throat> let's put it this way, in simplistic terms, right? We don't know what's going to happen here, Keith. We mm. Liverpool could go out and splash, throw down 150 million quid on two players tomorrow, right? Whoever they may be, or three players, and everything seems rosy in the garden. Sure, we got our 175, and we signed them up to all these deals and, and you know, um, uh, bonuses and stuff like that, and COVID comes back. Okay. Yeah. And we're, we're in the middle of October and the whole place goes into shutdown. And trust me, Keith, if it goes into shutdown or lockdown for a second time, it won't be phase one, phase two. It'll be like nothing fucking happens here yeah. for a good couple of months before we even contemplate people on the streets, never mind the football matches. So it's, it's a very difficult situation because of the uncertainty in the future. That's, that's my big thing. So it's, I don't, I don't read too much into the 175 million. I'm being honest with you. I know what you're saying, but what I'd look at it, it's t again touches on something we spoke about where who said Liverpool don't have money? You know, it's this whole argument that Liverpool are skint and don't have money. Mm. What I'm reading from the 175 is that it's sort of Liverpool are just holding, holding fire and seeing what happens with that. And that's come in. So that's it. That's money through the door. 
it might not, it's, they're not going to give anything like you know if they give thirty million, that could that could be the money that frees up a luxury signing of a midfielder that we'll talk about in sixty four more likes. But that could be what opens up, you know, that we were sort of sell to boy, sell to boy, and loads of people have a problem with sell to boy. I personally don't. Once you're not sell, having to sell your best players, that's fine with me. If you're if we're selling all the the likes of the players, we can talk about the, you know, Carius does still get linked away for example, and you still see between five and six million for them. If we got five or six million for Lourdes Carrius, we'd be doing man. great. We'd be laughing. Not, oh, that's what I mean. Like, laughing, you know, yeah. someone will pay that for a goalkeeper that, you know, he's not great. You know what I mean? But it's yeah, still... But, 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 but even just, just before we go on to these players, like people are saying there, oh, the Nike money, like Jerry Carl says the Nike money as well. And, and um, you know, it's... People are talking about... Um, well, in particular, the night money. The night money isn't going to land with us. Not now. Yeah. But they're not throwing up and, and going, here's your money. They, they'll pay it at the end of the season. They pay a little bit up yeah. front now, but they, you get it. You get it throughout the season. And the, and the 20% on sales you won't see until a year from now. It's just not yeah. happening. Kevin Sullivan says it's one not 175 million from zero. It's 20 yeah. million more than we were estimating. But you see, the, the thing is, like, look, lo, most people, a lot of people, the three of us here, we own property or we rent property or whatever, right? And a lot of people in the chat own or rent property, right? If I said to you today, listen, do you want to buy that house over there? Now, we don't know what way this COVID is going to go. The economy could crash. You could fucking end up with a job. You could, and this is, again, very simplistic, but, you know, and you could struggle to fucking pay your mortgage. You wouldn't. You'd hold your money. You'd hold your money. Now, I'm not saying don't spend anything, but you would be a little, the, the, the cautious side will come out on you. And listen, accountants are always fucking cautious. And yeah. no matter how many times people say, if Klopp wants him, he gets him. There's an accountant fella sitting there going, listen, the outlook here is this could, we're still not, people think COVID is gone. It's not. We're just waiting to see if it comes back. That's all we're doing. And you've seen the damage it's done in four, five, six months. And I can do it again. And I'm not surprised, you know, Liverpool and others are being cautious on what they're doing. It's, it's the right thing to do. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, Darren Dunbar puts a good point in the chat there that Liverpool would have been expecting big money from a summer tour as well, which hasn't happened. Yeah. So they're losing money all over the place. And it's not just Liverpool, it's all teams. Um, Rajiv had a comment earlier on about Norwich, you know, being a well-run club, um, but they, they just dropped the ball here. You know, clubs do prepare for a lot of things, but they couldn't prepare for the pandemic that happened and the, and the implications of that. And what you said there, Gav, about... You know, it it it's not it, the money. It it it's not like it's just a match day money. It's it's everywhere. It's coming from all sorts. So mm-hmm. for a club like Liverpool to be hit and affected, it's going to trickle down to everybody. But yeah. and that's going to affect people buying their players. And that's the way we have to accept that. You know, it's not going to be a case of our oh, well, Liverpool are being are being cautious you know we've we're owned by a sports um what would it be venture capitalists or uh, something like that right so they're they're businessmen and they'll take a gamble that's how they bought us they took a gamble to get the asset they're not going to gamble then will they have that asset they build it up so they're not going to be foolish with their money and they are going to be never mind accountants like proper businessmen you'll have some owners that'll throw money willy-nilly without even going near the 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 oil rich owners like that it doesn't really count for, but everybody is going to be uh, cautious with their money now this summer. So I just think Liverpool will 
will be as we said, they'll be they'll be cautious of what they're doing, but I think we're gonna start seeing the movement now. The dominoes are starting to fall all over the place. I think Riz, would you agree that we're starting to see moves and we're starting to see deals and we're starting to hear of deals, not just at Liverpool, but at other I, clubs that will absolutely comes. yeah. I was gonna say more hero of deals now as opposed to I mean we've discussed it, it is every not only us we're discussing Liverpool at the moment, obviously, but every club is being cautious, every club is watching how to manoeuvre out or into this market. You know, the biggest sort of being, the biggest example we've seen over the last couple of weeks is this Sancho saga. You know, yeah. we were absolutely adamant, everyone, that our oh, Sancho's done to United, 120 million is sort of about how they're going to give them money. But, you know, they've shut themselves when they've realised we've got to put 120 million. Yeah. God knows what's going to happen as we've all discussed, as Gav's put, like, sort of, we don't know if, we're going to get a full season next season. You know, there is, you know. But again, I'll come back to it that the best-run clubs, or to use Gav's example, the best individuals that have planned their finances really well will be in a position to take advantage of a property. Let's say we were using the property analogy, you know, to take advantage of a, a, a cheap property that they can go in for. Same with us. I've always said, as soon as this COVID was over, whatever, it's a buyer's market. There is bargains to be had. And, um, you know, we've got the best men at the the helm for to look for bargains yeah. and try to get bargains. And, um, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's true. And Chris Prosser throws in there that Klopp wants his, like his signings early. I think he'll just probably, you know, they'll do their best to get them as early as possible. But this year might be the exception. The exception yeah, definitely. I think this year is a bit different. You know, we talk about unprecedented times. Well, you know, unprecedented yeah. times equal, you know, different measures, different theories are different ways of attacking the market you're right Klopp exactly. does like to get them in early but we're not desperate to signings to make come in and make an impact we can yeah. think ahead we can so so we can delay getting our signings in as long as it's the right player and think about the next two years as opposed to look he's got to make an impact this season we've got to plan for next season I think we're very well planned and sorted for one more season with the current squad in my opinion just you know we just need one or two and we, we get that but yeah, there is there is um, definitely definitely a gap in the market where we we could exploit, and we're trying yeah. to. Exactly, and like all clubs will be, you know. But if we look at um, oh, just seen a name up there, Dylan Trewin, Awini Awanyi as well is another player we forgot. But if we wanted to look at some of the outgoings right that are in the Liverpool squad, do we think I will come back to you? Do, do you see a Regi going? Do you see them selling him or Shakiri, or is it one or the other, or is it just Shakiri for you that could go? What way do you see the front line? Um, sorry, before I answer that, there's just loads of stuff coming in the comments. Um, I'm looking after the comments tonight, and it's so hard to keep up. Owen Bork asks, uh, when is the golf pod with Andy starting? We're working on that. Uh, it'll be a one-off, I'd say, but we're working on it. Uh, somebody asked, was I on Bud Light? Have a fucking word with yourself, will you? <laughs> um, Bud Light, stop it. Um, but going back to... Uh, Rigi, uh, uh, do you know what? I had uh, an idea in my head, and Grizz has completely and utterly thrown me by, by what he said. And I'm actually coming around to, and I don't like saying this, but I'm coming around to Grizz's thinking, and that <laughs> very rarely happens because he is the Pakistani Rob Gutman. Look at the head in him. Um, he's, oh. he's twirling, he's twirling his beard there all night. He, he is, he's the Pakistani uh, yeah. Rob Gutman. Um, but Rigi, uh, I think Grizz is right. I have to say, um, after thinking about it now for the last 10, 10, 15 minutes or whatever, 
I think Origi has to go in order for you to bring a forward in. I don't, cause, because people keep forgetting about Minamino. And I think that yeah. th- that's the big thing in this. Minamino is a forward player and he will be a forward player for us. He will feature yeah. across the front three. Shakiri, I don't, I don't think he sees him as a front player. I think he sees him as a midfield player and possibly in a system where it's a 4-2-3-1 um, where he probably works best. So I, I think Chris is right. I think Origi has to go to bring someone in. Am I open to that idea? Absolutely. Because Divock Origi doesn't suit the way Liverpool play football. And you can, you can, Never forget his goal away to Newcastle, you know, um, the Champions League semi-final, the Champions League final, every time he plays Everton. You can't forget that. But I think Divock Origi scores against Everton in, was it December? When we beat him 5-2. And I don't think he scores again until the last day of the season. And I could be wrong, right? So he, he does not suit us. Unless we're playing teams that play a high line and we can bash balls in behind them while he's down the centre. He doesn't suit us. I'm, I'd be open to Divock Origi leaving the club and bringing someone in that is that suits us a lot more. That's that's just being me, but I think Riz is right. I think you need Origi to leave in or, or to leave in order to bring somebody in. My thinking before that was you bring somebody in and you you know, that's another option for the front three and it's a proper backup for the front three. But the backup for the front three is Divock Origi. And I was forgetting Minamino. So I think Chris is right. I think you may you may have to see movement from an Origi transfer in order for us to add something to the forward line. And I think it's the right move. I, to think, make, to be I think we have to I think we have to assess the market overall, especially when getting another forward because we discussed before last we discussed last Tuesday the the, the incoming forward has to be on a level or just below the level we've got at the moment. And we know Origi is not on the level below. So, you know, we've got to keep an eye on the Sancho <laughs> situation because if Sancho stays, and I repeat, yeah. if Sancho stays for another season, I know we're in for him. And we have spoken to his people as well. He goes we, could not, we could not no way do a deal. But what I'm saying is we've got to keep an eye on it, Gav. Just oh yeah, absolutely. But happen. I think, I think you see. So therefore, if that deal goes through, then we possibly gamble for another have. forward. Yeah, no, no. Then we go for a forward maybe because if someone like we were going to mention Saar later comes available now, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take a risk at some point. So you know, it's 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 going to be a long. What is it? Eight I don't weeks think left. I I don't think it's a massive risk if 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 Rigi leaves and you bring someone in. Because you're only looking at, you're only playing Origi in, you're only playing him in games that are most of the time mean fuck all, you know. And, and, and I go back to the time me and Grizz sat in a pub in London watching Newcastle travel to Anfield and play Liverpool and Origi stank the place out. Yeah. And Ended up going off injured. Bobby Firmino comes on. Um, Mane scores. Bobby Firmino comes on, sets up Mane for a second, sets up Salah for a third, and he's just mesmeric for, for the whole time he's on the pitch and shows the difference. You know that way. Um, people are calling for us to, to drop this Origi talk, but they've hit 300 likes, the fuckers. Yeah, but Origi is doing well, so let's go to 400 for Thiago then. Ah, no, you can't do that to people. <laughs> you can't do that to people. That's false advertising. Yeah, That's promise is a promise. A promise, uh, promise is a promise. Is a promise. So, Grizzly, let's go to you. Tiago. So, yeah, so um, 
social Liverpool's Twitter went mad today, didn't they? Because the the main man from Bayern Munich, uh, in terms of media journalism, uh, Christian Falk, um, said today that uh, we've made the first move towards Thiago. Uh, actually, it wasn't Christian Falk; it was his colleague, I believe. I don't know how to pronounce his word, but basically these guys are the equivalent of our very own James Pearce and Paul Joyce and on that level, especially when it comes to Bayern Munich. And they've sort of came out with, um, we've made contact with them, with Bayern. Uh, in fact, Christian Falk later on even came out with a figure uh, that Bayern Munich aren't willing to accept anything below 30 million euros. That's actually correct. He's got the figure right. But what I what I found out today as well is um, we've actually made an improved offer. So we made a we made an offer for them before, and they said, "Look, we we need to uh, we need we need time to think about it. We'll discuss it later. Let the Champions League uh, sort of get clear." But for my for my information, we've made an improved offer. Now I don't know if that's because of other clubs showing interest. We've made an offer of twenty-two million pound. I don't know how that works in euros or whatever, but we've made a twenty-two million pound bid for them, improved bid for them, um, and 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 Liverpool are confident that um, for my guy, that they're confident of getting the deal done. Um, so I believe my guy. He's told me bits in the past that have happened every single time. So I've got no reason to believe him. Um, but this is it. This is it. So then a lot of questions arise that if Thiago is, is is to come in, what happens? Do we sacrifice a forward? And that's where I thought, Gav, that for that to happen, Origi would have to leave because I truly believe we can raise the finance. I don't, I don't. I think we've got the money for Thiago. It's not a problem. We're just negotiating. Um, there's no, you know, I don't think there'll be much complication. Once the Champions League is settled, we'll 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 hear much more of it. I think, so I think thousands asking me why the local journals are denying it. Ask them, don't ask me. Like uh, Phil, don't know why they're denying it. I don't know why. But this, when Christian Folk says there's been talks and there's interest, um, it's it's fair to say that there has been talks and interest, and I know that for a fact. I think I revealed it on our show about four weeks ago. Yeah, that, that we're in touch with Thiago. We're in talks, advanced talks, but talks stalled when sort of the, the Champions League sort of restarted, and we will conclude the deal hundred percent, I believe, after after uh, the Champions League. Safiso says twenty two million and an air fryer. I take that. If yeah, I was born, I take that. Especially if it's it a three, if it's a four or five liter air fryer, the amount of chips you can get out of that. By the way. Quick tip on the air fryers. It's ages since we've spoken about them. Lads, go down to shops and buy them. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.
chicken balls, the frozen chicken balls. Oh, frozen the bag so and stick them in the air for unbelievable. Oh. Um, but listen, um, there was somebody else there said, um, Phil Bandis says 20 Phil million Bandis is, is an insult. Thiago's worth 40. It smacks of a 25 million pound deal, doesn't it? Oh, and, yeah, and, and I think 25 million was the number very early on in the game, wasn't it? 25 yeah. million pounds. Oh, I think well, it, started on the, it started on 35 million and, it, and then it went to 25. Um, well, just, just one other thing. Just one other thing. Sorry, Gav. That is the figure that uh, I was told we're willing to go up to. So the fact that we've improved, because our initial offer was 20 million plus add ons. They wanted 27 million pound up front. They want it all in one fee. And we offered 20 million plus installments. Okay. We've now raised the offer to 22 million and installments. Um, as you said, I can see it happening that 25 million being the figure Dan, that we both come to an agreement. Dan Jay just asked there, and so I'm, I feel like I'm taking over from Keeper. I'm watching these comments because oh, they're bashing down. They're, they're just <laughs> they're lashing down, so I'm trying to keep up with them. Yep. Um, he says, Grizz, you and everyone else said that there'll be no discussion with Bayern over Thiago until the Champions League is finished. So what suddenly changed? Exactly. I don't know. I can't answer that. I agree, okay. and I've said it, and I'm the one who's banged on about that. That we we were told we so were, were told surprised. to come you were back. That that yeah, issue absolutely. Was we were told we were told um, to come back after the Champions League. No more discussions. But I I don't know what's happened, and I suspect, or we're just speculating now, that the interest from PSG, the interest from Man City, maybe has has uh, you know speeded up the process. I don't know, but we've mm. definitely made an improved bid already. Not- Naval Fairthouse says United will batter you a lot next season. Glory, glory, man United. You couldn't batter a fish for fuck's sake. You stop <laughs> but it. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, I hope you subscribe. And um, stay with us. You can win a Liverpool jersey if you're subscribed. <laughs> 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 Naval, that sort of shit doesn't work with us, brother. We'll have a great yeah, pack yeah. with it, though. Go on, Keith. Um, I forget what I was going to say there because Naval's little uh, introduction there. Fair play to him. What I was thinking was, you know, Boyan Grizz touched on a good point there saying you now maybe it was the interest from um Man City and PSG that have forced Liverpool to maybe step up to the hockey and make their move a bit early. It could be that, you know, but as was a Phil Banda said 22 million was an insult. He's in the last year of his contract. It's this it's you it's know not an insult to us. You, you can't be too He's it's not very much, more than that. We know that. It's very, well, we know that. It's very much like the Jamal Lewis scenario, but opposite ends of the age, yeah. if you know what I mean. You know, like in terms of we're going to pay what we're worth. We're going to offer what we think he's worth. But it's but, but again, we hold the ace. We hold the cards because um, um, Thiago is apparently hell-bent on Liverpool FC and, and Liverpool FC only. That's what I was getting to, Grizz, because it's a very, very similar. If people think Liverpool are lowballing Bayern for Thiago right with a year left in his contract, have a look back at Bayern Munich's negotiations for Sane or their 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 pursuit of Leroy Sane. And they done the exact same thing. They got in his ear and said, right, he only wanted Bayern Munich. They got him on a cut price deal with a year left, and it was a lot more than what we'd get Thiago for. But then again, he is younger. But they done the exact same thing. Liverpool are going in there, they they're waiting and waiting, in my opinion, and I don't know, but my opinion is they're waiting to see and maybe other forces have forced them maybe to step up a bit and go for it because it made sense to leave it till after the Champions League. But, you know, things change and things happen that, that have that have maybe 
move that sure, agenda yeah. on. And at the end of the day, we don't really care if the, the if the bid has gone in and people in the chat are saying, oh, it's mixed reports. Some are saying that there's no bid, there is a bid, it's, there's a second bid, it's a fourth bid. I don't care if once there's a bid because that means Liverpool can deny it or the Echo can deny it and the local journalists can deny it. But there must be something there if Liverpool have officially gone into a bid and have officially started negotiations. So that to me, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm naive, but that to me says that there's something happening and if he only wants us, I can see nothing other than Thiago signing for Liverpool. It could be, it could be a case, and, and, and don't rule this out, and it could be just me, I'm on cans, so you never know what, what could happen. But it could be a case of if Thiago is that defiant on going to Liverpool, as, he, as has been made out in both the British and the German media, it could be a case of Thiago and his representatives going, listen, I want this done. I don't give a fuck how it's done, but I want it done. Yeah. And if you don't, I'll start kicking up a fuss here. And what happens? Bayern start losing value on him very quickly because yeah. I want to go and I will go. And if you don't make it happen, you know, we drag this out and I won't go over 25 or 30 million. I'll be walking away for 15 you know, or I run down my contract and you get nothing. So it, it, you never know what's going to happen. And it's a bit like the Sancho stuff. Like, you know, it's imminent. The, the fuck, that transfer is imminent for about eight or nine days yeah. now. You know, yeah. it's done. They have a full agreement with the player, even though they haven't spoke to his agent. You know, that's another one. But the Thiago stuff, as Grizz understands, a £22 million bid. And I think it just smacks a £25 million announced before, announced possibly in the next it will be announced in the next week or two because there's only a week or two to go before the Champions League final anyway yeah so. that's true oh there's yeah Thiago, Thiago will want to be uh, straight after his Champions League campaign he'll want his future sorted and 100% Bayern will because mm, Bayern yeah. are like us where they where they're they're such a brilliantly run machine they want to know what's going on and what's happening and and listen Bayern are not Bayern Bayern have put our name out there for a reason or let it slip out there for a reason because there is, we're the only ones interested. They know they've got a player, not an unhappy player, but a player that is adamant that he's told them that I'm not. They they give they, they basically gave him the offer that he the they offered him the contract that he wanted, mm. and he said no to it. Yeah. So there's nothing they can do after that, you know. And he sold his house. He's put his house on the market. He's adamant that he wants to come and play for Liverpool FC. He Jurgen Klopp has hundred percent spoken to Thiago. And the reports are saying today that they've made their first uh, official contact. I believe we've made official contact weeks ago, but we've made contact. Now it's been established. I think enough reliable sources have said there is interest and uh, and concrete interest there. Now it's just a matter of Liverpool, the small matter of Liverpool and FSG, just a greener fee and uh, Thiago will be a Liverpool player, I believe. Excellent, excellent. I want to park Thiago for a few minutes, lads, if you don't mind, then we can come back to it because we're going to be joined now by um, Jacob Culture from 90 Minutes, who's a, a fan of Watford and has kindly agreed to come on to talk about Ishmael Asar. So, Jacob, how's it going? Thanks for coming on to the show, uh, giving us your time. Um, we just, it's great to have you on, first of all, and to get a Watford <laughs> perspective. You know, it hasn't been a great Hello, season for you. How's it going, Grace? I was just going to say, a pleasure having me on, guys. It's obviously a great podcast. I've listened to it, even as a Watford fan. But uh, yeah, keep up the great work and obviously a pleasure to be on. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Um, it's been a turbulent season for your boys, hasn't it? You know, managerial changes. You know, the it was a tough one because they were an established Premier League team and then just sort of... <clears throat> fell through the trap door really in the last year. 
But it's one that, you know, when it does happen, the vulture starts circling. And in this case, you know, we're heading the vulture pack at the moment. Ishmael Lassar has been linked with Liverpool. Um, it's been linked for a lot of money. Uh, give us your take on the, the news of the links to Liverpool and on the player himself. And do you think he's someone that would suit the way Liverpool play? Yeah, I think you were spot on. As soon as there's a relegated team, teams are going to be sniffing around those players. I mean, Robertson's the perfect example when yeah. Hull got relegated. So it was inevitable. Um, what was really encouraging from a Watford perspective was uh, Ishmael did an interview with uh, Senegal, Senegal Press. And you can read into into as much as you will, but he basically outlined that if Watford want him to stay, he won't kick up a fuss. So that's kind of ruled out the maybe the option of him forcing through a move, I think the, the potential that I see is if Liverpool come in with a bid that matches Watford's valuation, and I would see that in excess of £40 million, £40 million then I think we'll see a deal done. Um, we know Ishmael's uh, relationship with Sadio Mane, obviously both Senegalese internationals, both fantastic players, and saw someone who looks up to, to Mane. There was a report I was reading the other day saying that um, Saar watches Mane on YouTube regularly before every game. So, he looks up to him massively. So that could definitely be a factor in the deal. I just think it's it's all down to, the, to to what big comes in. Now, I'd be really disappointed to see Saar go to a mid-table Premier League team. I'd love to see him go to Liverpool if he was going to leave. Of course, I'd want him to stay. But it would be disappointing if he moved on from Watford to a Crystal Palace, for example, who are interested yeah. as well. I think Liverpool would be the right step for him. He's good enough. Um, and actually, when you put it in the context of this season as well, Saar has been brilliant in, a, as you mentioned, a turbulent season at Watford. We've been through three head coaches, four if you include Hayden Marlins yeah. as well. We've played some really negative football at times and he's looked the constant threat. He glides past people for fun. He's a brilliant and big talent as well. And I think he'd be a great acquisition for Liverpool. The, probably the only aspect I'm sure you guys will touch on it um, from a Liverpool perspective is the African Cup of Nations kind of angle with it. Um, obviously, he would probably be involved with the Senegal squad. Um, this is all if buts and maybes, really. But I would, yeah. if he was going to move on from from Watford, I'd like to see him go to a team like Liverpool, put it that way. It's it's um, it's um, a very interesting one for me. The, I think the African Nations thing is, is a massive thing in it. You know, when you look at you look at Salah, you look at Mane, you look at Naby Keita already would be heading off to an African Nations. Um, and they, they, they will be three key players for us going into next season and beyond. There was a little bit of of a story about Palace taking him on loan, Jacob, and mm. looking looking to loan to Boy, and I thought that looked like a, a phenomenal piece of business from the Crystal Palace end, although I do agree with you. Watford are relegated, I get that, but Watford to Crystal Palace for me is just a sideways move, A, because it's Crystal Palace, and B, because Roy Hodgson mm, will be our manager. Um, <laughs> that, sure, surely, that's, surely that's something that Watford ain't going to entertain alone to boy. Uh, it's a difficult one. I think for Saar, I, I doubt it, to be honest with you. It'll either be a salary stage. I think for someone just on a side and a separate point, Delafay, for example, because he's had that long term injury, uh, probably the perfect deal for Watford is a loan with an option or with an option or a um, compulsory clause to buy. Mm-hmm. But I think with Ishmael Asar, it's a case of if a big, big comes in for him, he's 22 years of age. He's performed at Rennes and everyone was thinking, can he make the step up into the Premier League? As we've seen in a in a poor season at Watford, he's proven that he's good enough to play at that level. And I think he is at a European level, whether that's Europa League or Champions League. He deserves that step up half of the season, I think. 
But will Liverpool pay a big sum of money in excess of £40 million, I think, for a player who's only had one season in the Premier League? I'm not too sure. And again, the African Cup of Nation argument as well. I can't see Liverpool paying that money, I per, personally anyway. In terms of the Palace deal, that's an interesting one. As you said, I wouldn't like to see him do that. I think it's a sideways step in his career. He might as well play at Watford and almost increase his value and see if we go up with him and then move on rather than go to Palace, in my opinion. But yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting one. It really, I don't think the, the player is going to force through the move. It is just a case of whether a team like Liverpool put in a bid that matches Watford's valuation. But there was a report today suggesting that Watford are not in the position to sell and are determined not to sell Sar at the moment. But I, I think that's all say, talk. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's, sorry, Chris. That was going to be my next question, JD. How are you doing, pal? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. good. Uh, I know <laughs> I DM'd you, you about 3am in the morning. I'm so sorry. Old habits die hard. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I... The, the only thing I have a problem with is bringing on a guy that good looking. Um, yeah. oh, thank I, think you. I think it's a disgrace, Chris. And um, I'll be having yeah. words with you when I didn't run this past the management. Yeah, from all, um, all, all guests will now have to send in a headshot before we'll agree to have them on. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, Chris has got the best beard I've ever seen. So if you want to chuck the compliments back, <laughs> I was just telling yeah, Gabe that he was taking the piss out of him before. But, um, Jacob, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you two, um, you know, really make you make you work for your debut. I was going to ask you two questions. I was going to say, mm. so so the, your owners, and you know, segue into what you was ending ended up saying. What are your owners like in terms of sort of negotiations? Are they what kind of financial position is Watford in? You know, and we know that you've got sort of the Decore, the star of your team, this Ismail Saar. Mm. possibly for you. how many would you have to sell to balance there's got to be a balancing of the books right so yeah that, taking that yeah, into sorry. consideration no no it's cool taking that into consideration what are your owners do you think they'd be open to negotiation what are they like because we know we drive a hard bargain as Norwich found out how, yeah. how would your owners how would your owners be sort of uh, in terms of negotiating I think it depends on the player, Grizz. I think with someone like Saar, we will be looking for the best deal possible if we're going to sell because we're under no pressure to sell, really, because mm. we we know the likes of Pereira, Delafeu, I think Capu, Decore, they will all leave um, and that we'll get some decent fees for them. So it, it really depends if those guys leave. If Then we're under no pressure to sell. In terms of what the, the owners are like, the model at Watford is... In a, in a weird way, on a small scale of Dortmund, we bring players in and then sell them on to big prices. The perfect example is Richarlison uh, a couple of years ago when he went to Everton. And this is really reminding me of that deal because there was no real rumours and then we, we kind of expected him to move on. Um, but obviously that Marco Silva factor at Everton was ultimately the reason he went and we got almost £50 million pounds for Richarlison. And I think even now we look like we've got a great deal out of that. So the Pozzos are known for getting a great deal. They bought Saar for around £30 million. They all want to look in, look to sell him on for 40 but there are they probably are under no pressure to sell at the moment. Um, that doesn't mean there's not going to be departures in the summer, of course, when a relegated team goes down. We've got some good players at Watford, and really, if you look at on paper, we probably shouldn't have been relegated, in all honesty. So I think in terms of, just going back to your question, in terms of how the Pozzo is going to probably approach this transfer window, I think the stance will be, Saar isn't going to leave unless we receive an offer which is in excess of £40 million. And I know I keep repeating that, but I think that's the where they're looking to aim at. And if they feel that the player wants the move, I think if it's Liverpool, he definitely would want the move. And the club feel the, the price is appropriate. 
And as I said before, I just don't know whether Liverpool would pay that amount of money for Ishmael Assar. Is he on unproven to to an extent? Yes, but he, I think he's shown enough this season that in, with better players around him, he can be an incredible player. Uh, he's a talent at the moment, but he can kind of form into a player with the right players around him and the right coach around him. And that's another point. I think Jurgen Klopp would be would get the absolute best out of Ishmael Assar. Mm. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of what what could happen. It just depends on what offers come in, I think. I think Jake, the offer, before... Oh, go ahead, Gav. Go I, ahead. I was just thinking there, I think the offer Liverpool should be going in with is Harry Wilson and some money. Yeah. And mm. Because Harry Wilson would just tear the championship apart. That's the, he, he's, he's the absolute epitome of a player that just sits in purgatory between the championship and the premiership for me. Um, he was probably one of Bournemouth's yeah, best players. Convincing someone like Harry Wilson to drop down again when he's kind of proved that he can perform. Yeah, but I think I think I think I think if you're looking at Sarah leaving and and is Troy Deeney hanging around, I'm not too sure. You could you could sell Wilson as one of the main men at Watford, yeah, and saying to him, "We're going to put you on a four year deal." He's not in he's not mm. in a loan limbo anymore. He goes in on a four or five year deal at Watford, and they aren't going to play him in the championship and then try to sell him on. They they're going to let him if they get back up, which they've every chance of doing with the squad they have if they keep most of it together and add the likes of a Harry Wilson. He could come back into the Premier League and they go, "Listen, we're actually better than Bournemouth, and we're going to we've more we've more ammunition than Bournemouth, and we've more ambition than Bournemouth, which isn't hard." Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, especially when you hold on to Eddie Howe for about four years too too long. Um, oh, yeah. But I think, I know what you're saying is about him dropping down, but I think it could be a case of, he dropped down to Derby, but it was a loan deal. Yeah. He dropped down to Bournemouth and just look what happened. But it was always a loan. He was always in limbo. I think him going to Watford on a, on a permanent deal and basically being told, listen, you're the replacement for Sarr, who's the big hope, who was the big hope of Bournemouth. I think it could be the making of him, I'm being honest. Yeah, really cool. Can we maybe chuck in a name like Ajaria? I would take Ajaria to Watford. Even that kind of player at Liverpool. Absolutely. I was just going to say, it wouldn't be Harry Wilson for me. It would be an Ajaria, I know, Joe. Even, I mean, I know... You know, your centre-backs oh, were sort of... Jerry or Ojo, you, you, you might as well just pay the full transfer fee. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... In realistic terms. You're more likely to Wilson. More, but uh, just one last question for me, anyway, for Jake. He's going to feel like we've sort of rushed him all. Just, That's what, fine. Just, just as a player, um, obviously you see him week in, week out. I change my mind on him every night. Last night, uh, I watched about two hours of YouTube on him. But not on his from his Watford days, but from his Wren days, because I thought he's a I thought he played in a different position in, in Wren where he played off the left. You have predominantly been playing him off the right. Is that yeah. right? So what yeah. so what do A, what do you think his best position is? And B, do you think that's what appeals to us, the fact that he can play pretty much across the front three equally well? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Grace. This season, uh Sol's been deployed in a in a couple of positions, uh, mm. I think his best position personally is right wing. Um, I think when he's one on one with a left back, as we've seen a numerous times this season, he's got the pace to literally beat any left back in the league, and that's no understatement. Um, even the, the reverse fixture actually at Anfield, I remember. I think it was Nigel Pearson's was first game. Mm. It was great. unbelievable performance. I really, I was, I was thinking, yeah, well, he's absolutely ripped the left back. Here. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in terms of his best position, right right wing is, I think. Yeah, by far. We've played a 4-2-3-1 system. 
So what's been happening is Deeney's been really isolated up top and almost what happens is Saar kind of, he's, he's near him like a second striker at times. He's that quick and his positioning is that good. He's a very clever footballer for 22 actually. But at times we've seen him this season being deployed as a striker and that was under Kike and that was when we were playing a 5-3-2. It was so negative uh, and that was massively frustrating because I don't think he can do a job there, Saar, up front in maybe a two. But I think either in a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3, one way he's deployed as the, the right midfielder. I think that's his best position. In terms of what he what he can bring, as I mentioned, his pace, his trickery. Um, and actually, his finishing has improved as the season's progressed. Mm. I think it takes a little bit of time for these players who come over from the likes of Ligon to really settle down and and just find their feet and and, and kind of adapt to the, the, the pace of the Premier League. I know that's a bit of a cliche that we hear on Match of the Day every week, but it is. It does take time for players to to adapt to to the to the tempo of the Premier League, and I think the the finish at home to Liverpool. I don't want to bring it up that three 0 win when he chipped Allison. I think that showed the maturity how quickly Absolutely. from the start of the season um, to February time. It was it was an incredible finish for a boy of that of that age. Just a cool as you like finish, and he's improved massively um, so over the season. I just think it's he's one of those players whose trajectory is only going to go up. But that's provided he's at the right place and at the right club and with the right coach. Um, but where would he fit in at Liverpool? I think he would probably be the backup. I think we, if we're going to be completely honest, to Mane, Salah, Firmino. For but from, I, from, from an outside perspective, watching Liverpool, I've always thought you're lacking something from the bench. I look at Origi, Minamino, and that's not to say those guys are, are poor level, but I think Saar adds something a little bit different to those guys. Something a bit unpredictable. Um, and I think it'd be a fantastic addition if he was going to join Liverpool anyway. Um, and, but whether he'd want to move to Liverpool to to be an understudy, I don't know. Um, I think he would jump at the chance myself, but whether that'd be the right move, I'm not too sure. There's a lot up in the balance with Saar at the moment, but certainly one thing's for sure, wherever he goes next, um, I think he'll, he'll do well as long as he's in the right environment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. One thing I wanted to ask you, Jake, before we let you go was you mentioned about the the asking price, 40 million plus and the Richarlison deal. And they they held, they held stuck to their guns and they got good money for Richarlison. But has the pandemic impacted not just Watford, but the Potsos with regard to Udinese? Um, is there any any talk in, you know, among the fans or in, among the Watford journalists about, you know, Okay, three years ago or two years ago, they were in a position of strength, but now not so much. Could you see a reduced fee or a, a player plus cash, as Gav was saying? Could you see that being more of an option now with the, the uh, state of the current financial world? Yeah, I don't personally. Um, Watford kind of refrain from the player swap deals anyway because they've kind of got their own... It's it's fascinating if you read if you read the scouting network at Watford. It's absolutely fascinating the amount of scouts we have. We don't really like to do these one-off swap deals. I don't I can't remember the last time we did it. it might have been euthanasia who did it a long time ago. But in terms of um, yeah no sorry in terms of the, the the pandemic market, I can't really see SARS price really changing from what it would be if it was just the, the, the current the normal market anyway. To be honest with you, he's 22 years of age. He's had a good season in the Premier League. He's played at Europa League level. Um, obviously that that game against Liverpool there's one performance anyone thinks of it's that one um, we've seen what he can do I think he's because of his potential his value will always be higher I yeah. think had we had, had a, maybe another season in the Premier League I'd even go as far as say his price would be at 60-70 I really do believe that because I think he would kick on but at the moment as you said in the current market potentially knocks it down a little bit 
I think we're looking at about £40 million for him. Now, whether Liverpool could maybe, or another team could, I think Liverpool are probably the only team that could afford him, to be honest with you, unless it's a loan deal, but could negotiate and maybe do a £35 million deal with add-ons. Um, I think that's potential, or even just a £35 million deal. It would be interesting to see if Liverpool did chuck in a bit of that, to see the reaction from the owners. But I do get the impression that they're, they're going to play a, a hard game unless they get the offer they want to receive. But I don't think the actual current market will have much of an impact on on SARS valuation, to be honest with you. Um, but definitely, I think it could be a lot higher had he had another season in the Premier League. No, I think I think I think you're expecting you you should be expecting a bid from us. I think in the coming weeks, from around about 35 million, from what I've been told as well. So we, I think it's more yeah. to watch. But I don't think definitely. you're right. I don't think we'd go. We won't definitely not go over than 40 million for him. You're right. No. That'd be interesting. And as we said, it's definitely one to watch. Look, I want to thank Jake for coming on. Um, where can the people find you, Jake? 90 yeah, minutes so, um, yeah, so I'm, I do a few videos in Nightman and, and Grizz um, and also WD18, which is a Watford fan channel, which I which I run. So if you check that, I'll be much appreciated. Thanks for having Excellent me on, guys. No Cheers, problem Jake. at all. Thanks for giving us the time and giving us a bit of insight into a uh, reported Liverpool target, Ishmael Asar. Pleasure, guys. Take care. Nice one, Jake. See you later. Good luck. Now, that was Jake, as uh, Jake Culture from 90 Minutes, giving us a Watford angle. Um, a lot of stick he got in the chat there. Um, it's only because he was a, very good looking. A young, good looking fella, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justin yeah. Bieber I mean, at one stage. I mean, one on. comment about, I mean, I was dying, but because he's a guest, I didn't want to sort of, you know, <laughs> we can handle it because we're tough old bastards. Yeah. Well, one one chat was telling he's waiting for Rick Astley to burst out in a song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see oh, that. If I'd have seen that, I would have put it up. Yeah, I put it up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we always say air chat is a great mix of football knowledge and just mentors. And yeah. um, we wouldn't have it any other it's way. It's what we're all about, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so have you any more do do we any more links that we want to talk about from a Liverpool transfer side of I, things I think I think we covered most of them you know the Thiago thing is big the SAR thing you know there's a couple of other bits going around but. I think the SAR things are later on in the window we've got time to analyse I think mm. we will assess yeah, that I agree, as I yeah. said it will depend on, on outgoings but I think I think the Thiago news is outstanding highlight um but I think even before that, a centre back still comes in before that. Never going to give Sarah up. Yeah, the dogs are <laughs> brilliant. Christopher Slee on in another yeah. show. Oh, yeah, Christopher yeah, Slee yeah. is, a, is, a, is a bit. He's very good, isn't he? Yeah, yes, oh. he he's fantastic. But uh, but yeah, just a small thing before we probably end up or wrap up or whatever you guys have got planned. But I was just going to say that not only uh, did I hear about the uh, the the official talks or the bid actually from what I know. Not talks. Mm. I'm talking bid for Thiago. Is the is the talks for Kabak? Uh, we have made contact with Schalke, and uh, it's just talks at the moment. But that's all I know at the moment with Schalke for the cap, for the centre back that we mentioned a couple of weeks back as well. That's right. Yeah, on the pulse. Yeah. Fingers on the pulse of these things we have. Yeah, uh, Stevie. LFC says I was too busy ordering me Chinese to know it's that good comment. I fucking wasn't you prick. Um, <laughs> I wasn't ordering anything. I'm actually being very good at the moment. Um, it'll change at some stage, but I've been very good at the moment. Um, fans in grounds in September, apparently, says Aunt Dicko. A couple of people have mentioned that. I believe it when I see it. Um, yeah. And when it happens to be more. And yeah. then it'll be, you know, it's... Uh, it's uh, You just have to wait and see. Yossi. Ah, Yossi. We haven't seen Yossi in ages. 
How's Yossi? Yossi always playing guitar. He's the soundiest. He says, yeah. Jake would add some female followers to the day trippers. Shame he isn't a red. Come here. If Shawnee Lawson can't add female followers to the day trippers, yeah. nobody no. All right. <laughs> Nothing will. You know what I mean? We might as well. Yossi underestimates female. my pulling power. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you've been want, on a lock raise and I don't wanna, think our wanna female wanna the, stock has risen. You want to um, you want to trim the uh, whiskers there, I think. Um, oh, you'd be surprised. My my DMs on fire. Fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, no, oh, I think yeah. I think we've covered most. I think people have enjoyed yeah. it. We had a bit nearly eight hundred. I think it was eight hundred people watching at one stage, yeah, man, which is great. great. Um, I'm hoping they're all subscribing because they can't win yeah. if you don't subscribe. And that's what we're going to come on to next. Is mm. we've gone over our three thousand subscribers, the magic mark. Yeah, went over. Um, we morning. flew over it. You know, we we really have. So we've said all along. Once we get over the three thousand giveaway time, mm. yeah. So we're going to do a giveaway. Um, and more to follow on that. Is there? Or yeah, what do you no, want to say no. I'll, I'll let you know. Well, um, it's people still mentioning Bud Light. I wouldn't drink Bud Light. It was the last drink on earth. Um. <laughs> So the giveaway, so we said when we get to 3,000 subscribers, we're going to give away a Liverpool jersey with the, if you want the name and number on the back, grand. If you want the badges on the sleeves, great. If you want the World Club Cup badge on the chest of it, absolutely fine. Um, it's, it's, it's on us. So we've, we've, as Keith said, we've, we've, we've bored through that. Um, it's been an amazing week. Um, as, yeah. as, you know, as, uh, as a group that, Put stuff out on YouTube, but didn't really bother too much with it. it was looks we we lash it out on YouTube. We've we've put a big effort into it over the last six eight weeks, um, yeah. and it's co- it's come back to us because the people have been brilliant in the support they've given us. Um, you know, we we keep saying it, especially us three about the chat. The chat is brilliant, Um it like it entertains me as much as actually doing the podcast. Just reading <laughs> the chat, but. We've gone through the 3,000, so we are going to give away this jersey. So we're going to make it fairly simple for you. And we're trying to make it as simple as we can for us because it's extremely hard to collate information from YouTube because they're sneaky fuckers, right? So basically what we're going to do, um, James says, James says the LFC day trippers have surpassed Redmen and the Anfield rap. I wouldn't go that far, James, but um, it's good company to put us in. Yeah. Um, two outstanding organisations with regards to Liverpool. They're probably the best two um, yeah. with regards to Liverpool Football Club. And if we want to be mentioned in that sort of realm, um, we, we'll, we'll take it all day. Uh, Chris Brack asks, what would Keith Gav Grizz sing when we get to 4,000 subscribers? Has to be Rick Astley. We, I'll tell you what, we will sing Rick Astley at 4,000, but our next target for the giveaway is 5,000. I know that. Yeah. Um, head of head of communication, Shawnee, informed me of that this morning. So, <laughs> um, he's head of everything. I just think of a word and just make Shawnee the head of it. Uh, yeah. But, so basically what we're going to do is, we're going to release a short video tomorrow um, outlining the 3,000 subs, the prize and how you win it go on in the morning it'll be reached at 10am you go on watch the video it'll be f- 6 or 7 minutes long possibly 10 and you will be asked to put a certain word just a certain word in the comments not the live chat but well, there won't be a live chat because it'll be a pre-record but in the comments you are just going to put in a certain word we give you within the video okay you put them in, you have to do nothing else after that. We're going to take all that, we're going to stick them into a random generator, and we're going to pick out, it depends how many entries we get, but we're hoping about 100 entrants we're going to pick out, and we're going to stick them into 10 different pots. Now, we will check that you're subscribed. If you're not, yeah. you'll be thrown out. We're going to put them into 10 separate pots, and then we're going to have somebody take out a name from each pot, so we'll be left with 10 finalists, and then the golf balls come in. 
So what happens is um, I am going to take golf balls and golf clubs, possibly to a driving range or possibly just across the road from the house. And I'm going to pick a target and I'm going to hit golf balls at a target. Fourth shot will represent contestant one, second shot contestant two, third shot contestant three, and so on, right up to ten. If I miss the first ten, we start again. And whenever I hit the target, whatever number the ball is, that person wins. So we'll do the video. Make sure you watch it. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you put the word in the comments. And then we will do the random generator, reveal the the, the ten finalists, and then we will do another video showing me hitting golf balls at stuff um, to determine a winner. I hope that's okay with everyone. And we we just can't thank people enough for getting the 3,000, yeah. can we not, Chris? No. No, of course not. It's an amazing, amazing uh, feeling. And we're humbled. We truly are. I mean, you know, whoever mentioned the Anfield Rep and Redmen, I mean, that's that's some elite company. We're, we're, we're a bunch of Nice yes. guys, love, love, love talking about Liverpool, you know, and, and, we, and, yeah. and, 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 and as we said the other day, our energy is the listeners and viewers, they're our yeah. energy, otherwise, really you know, we, we, we couldn't do it without them, we, we, we look like weirdos just talking to each other, we talk to each other every <laughs> night anyway, and you know, the WhatsApp group, so, but the fact that we can share it with so many people, what we discuss and our opinions, you know, and then, and then sort of listen, read out their opinions, oh, it's brilliant. Well, what some concept now? Santiago says, we'll do it as simple as possible, says Gav, before writing a treaty on how to win. <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> That's bad for you. That yeah. is fucking bad. Because, you know, I, I said stupidly one day, I'll get golf balls, start hitting them at stuff, and people remember this shit. And if I don't do it, they go, oh, you said you'll fucking yeah. hit the golf balls. Um, it's uh, easy for you as the subscribers. All you, yeah, have, to all you have to do is watch here. a video and put a simple word into a comment. We'll do the fucking rest. It's the like nonsense this comes it's on. It's like yeah, this predictor A stuff. This predictor A stuff sounded like a brilliant idea and the bleeding entrants are pissing into the email. And I'm like, <laughs> I have to write these 50 answers down. I don't know how many yeah. times now. But we'll that's the way it goes. That's the sort of um, that's the sort of stuff we do. Excellent. And the predictor race, just for anyone that's not aware, it is another, it's a prediction game, 50, 50 predictions. You bang them into an email, into the chat. We have a video about that as well, but it's predictor.ace at gmail.com. And you'd be in with a chance of winning prizes and that as well. So, you know, we, we do try to share the wealth in the day trippers as well and give out as many prizes as we can. Yeah, but the only thing is that's 50 questions, right? And one winner. There's no second, yeah. no third, yeah. no nearest to the baller any of that. It's one winner. And any prize we gather between now and the end of the season is being delivered to my house, believe it or not, so I can get it all together. And I'm not going to take out on you because I wouldn't do that. But um, it's it's all going to get here. We, we'll take pictures of it. We'll show you exactly what we've got from people, from sponsors who are going to sponsor us. And I'm going to box it all up and send the whole lot to the winners. The whole fucking lot. Yeah. Excellent stuff, but there you go. It's it's someone a nice little hamper for someone. You know what I mean? It, it's great. Yeah. But it it's another it's another great night. As you said, over seven hundred uh, watching us tonight. We've three hundred and eighty likes. You know, we appreciate the support of everyone that comes in, and Absolutely. we get people coming in from other clubs yeah, as well. That, the United lad, yeah, the United lad came in, tried to give a bit of stick. Uh, you know, mm. it doesn't really doesn't really work here. You know what I mean? Because we're not okay. overly serious. We just. Yeah do this because we enjoy it you know what i mean so uh yeah. look we appreciate all the support we get off everybody um and and we are trying to grow this and we are doing our best we're trying to get on as much as we can but with quality stuff as well rather than just quantity so we hope you're enjoying what we're doing and you spread the word and everyone subscribes and likes and we move it on and we move it bigger and we 
you know, we try and do more. That's all we want to do is just make the, the best product we can, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. We make the best thing we can and we see where it takes us. Last question, though. Avo, the, Avo says, Grizz, a bad last hour in the test today for your lads. Great show about the PCB to fill in the delay. What? Yeah, it's, it's, no. uh, it's, 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 you talk about last, out bad last time. We've had a bad last two years, to be oh, honest with you. Get but, the um, in too. Yeah, well, get, as long as it's not your bagpipes, mate. As long as you're not your bagpipes. If they're getting the ball tampering, Grizz. But listen, the way I look at it, the way I look at it, um, if the Pakistan team win a game on this tour, it will be a relative success. So, listen, we're here to learn. We're learning. I thought you were talking them up big time the other day. Like they were dead. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, it's fluid, isn't it? It's fluid. Like anything else. Oh, yeah, fluid. they're just terrible yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, How's the crease? Yeah. yeah, I'm not getting into this with Is you guys because you, you don't. Yeah, the, two I mean, I, are, I, the two of us are doing your head in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, some of the terminology that you guys have been coming out with all week about it's good. The underarm fastball and with top spin. Top spin, yeah. 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 I don't know how the Pakistanis deal with the English shed, uh, all the Yorkers and the Corkers and the Googlies and the Wooglies, but yeah, you know, you're yeah, doing well. I can't Jaffa's believe people that. go out and start ordering duck halfway through it. Why do people there just head off for uh, duck, Jordan? I don't get that. That's a bit mad. Duck and a pins and a cup of tea. He's gone Sounds mad, like. look, he's gone mad just because oh, he had just because he had yeah. trials. You're not gonna get a response from me. Uh Stromata. One says, first time I've made it live. Cheers from Australia. Oh, that's the first mention I've ever got from Australia as well. A bit like, um, I think it was Sweden last week, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Nicky Carson. I will. Uh, Liverpool group to all my Liverpool members. Tell them about your videos. Great work. Yeah. Do you Cheers. spread the word as much as you possibly can? Remember to subscribe. Whether you subscribe tonight or tomorrow morning, you have... You have until after the Fatback 4 podcast on Sunday night. After that, we will stop that video and we will yep. take all the entrance then. All right. Excellent stuff. So that, that's that been us tonight. Uh, we've been the day trippers with the Transfer Agenda show. Gav, thanks for joining me. It's been brilliant. I enjoyed it. Really Excellent it. stuff. Grizz, thank you very much, my man. Pleasure, pal. Always. You look after that crease and... We'll see us all again on Sunday, unless anything special happens in between. We'll be back on Sunday night. Take care, folks. Good night. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.